The following program is sponsored by Evangelical Life Ministries. Welcome to Engaging Truth, the manifestation of God's Word in the lives of people around us. Join us each week as we explore the impact of His message of spiritual renewal, from the lesson of forgiveness forged in the crucible of divorce, to the message of salvation learned by an executioner from a condemned killer, to the gift of freedom found in the rescue of victims of human trafficking. This is God's Truth in Action. Hello, Engaging Truth audience. Pastor Jeff Doria here with the most excellent guest today, as we have on our call, Chris Holder, pastor of Bethel Lutheran Church, uh, located in the great state of Texas in the Dallas area. And uh, Chris, how are you doing so far today? I'm doing great. It's a <clears throat> privilege to be here. Oh, fantastic. Well, I'm glad to have you on. It's been uh, it's been a long time since we've seen each other and uh, um, look forward to hearing how things are going for you since nowadays you're a pastor, been a pastor for a few years. So give us a little uh, background information on who you are, maybe a little bit about your upbringing in the church or your family history, whatever you'd like to share a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I got it. <clears throat> I grew up in a Church of Christ home in West, uh, born in West Texas, grew up in Fort Worth. And I, I would say my my faith journey is a kind of a boring one. I didn't have, I never had a great like what you call a conversion moment or anything like that. I I, uh, I I grew up going to church, going to Sunday school, going to BBS, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Never really remember not having faith. I just it kind of came natural to me. Um, I've I've always doubted faith. I've had up and down in my faith, all those kinds of things. But I've never, you know, so that was kind of boring. My parents got it with their divorce when I was about fifteen. My mom started going to the neighborhood Lutheran church and I didn't know anything about the Lutheran church, but the, the DC and the pastor at that church in Fort Worth both kind of became significant mentors, uh, positive influences in my life. And then, so from there, I kind of bounced around with different ideas. And then uh, I was on a, on a mission trip, I think my senior year of high school, maybe. And uh, on that mission trip kind of first started to even think about the possibility of, of church work, uh, so, you know, first first stab at that was I did, I did youth ministry, a DC work, I got a master's degree in Christian education, and then, uh, then I eventually the church that I became a part of in in, in Fort Worth uh, moved out of its community to to an, an, a a part a growing part of Fort Worth at the time, okay. and um, the the community that was growing out of that moved out of was mostly Hispanic and. It always kind of bothered me, but you know, when you're 18, 19, you know, like, I, I don't know why this bothers me. It just bothers me. Um, but then the, as I got involved with youth ministry, doing, doing stuff in kind of McKinney, North, North Dallas area, Frisco, I really, you know, developed a burden for inner city work. I got involved with link when that was starting up. And then that's kind of how I ended up doing kind of my, the, the long route to where I am now, which is the lead, being the lead pastor of a multicultural church uh, in East Dallas. So. Okay. Is you so your multicultural church at Bethel? Bethel is yeah. that church. The, yeah. the, uh, the church that you were that moved out of town that was probably an Anglo, primarily a white yeah. Caucasian yeah. type church, and um, and then uh, so now you're in Bethel, and so that's located. Uh, um, is it located more inner city? Yeah, Dallas, I, I would say it's East Dallas, um, kind of right on the edge of Dallas before you get into kind of, kind of the story getting into the suburbs Garland. So it's, it's a part of Dallas that was developed in the, like the house I live in, which is right on the corner from the church was built in 1953. So it was a community that was kind of a 50s, 60s 
uh, community is, is when, okay. when, when the community kind of around Bethel really boomed and the church that was started in the, in the fifties, we're actually celebrating our 70th anniversary this year. Uh, so it's not, I wouldn't say it's like inner city, like near downtown, it's probably seven miles from downtown. Um, but it was, okay. it's definitely city ministry and it's definitely multicultural, yeah. you know, so. So multicultural. So uh, the Hispanic culture kind of, you know, has probably a, a strong play there. Yeah, but yeah. Actually, the neighborhood I live in is 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 probably sixty percent Hispanic. It's, oh, it's, okay. it's second, third generation Hispanics primarily that own that are homeowners, things like that. But the apartments, you know, yeah. The, the the public school that we help sponsor, which is in our neighborhood, is probably seventy percent Hispanic. You know, so okay. yeah, we definitely have a huge Hispanic population. Uh, so we, we have service in Spanish and we have a a, 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 a vicar who's going through through pastoral training uh, through our seminary in St. Louis, the Hispanic, can, you know, Hispanic, uh, you know, track uh, Center for Hispanic Studies. We also have a vicar who's originally from the Congo, uh, who came to the United States from Rwanda, and he uh, leads our Rwandan, so we have an outreach to, to people that speak a language called Kinyarwanda, which is the native language of of Rwanda, and it's also spoken parts of of the Congo, and that's mostly made up of refugees, people that. Okay. Dallas is a big resettlement area for people from Rwanda or in the Congo. Uh, so. Okay. Okay. I was wondering so how that it. that fits. So there's a lot of refugees there. Yeah. Uh, first, first generation, then. Yeah. Sounds. Oh yeah, yeah. Literally, and like like a lot of the kids and stuff that we we connect with with our youth group things like that. I mean, some of these kids spend a, a good chunk of their childhood in refugee camps. So, yeah. wow. Okay. So you do a lot of, so multicultural, um, Brown, black, you got, do you have an Asian as well? I mean, you got, not, uh, not in our immediate community. No. Now in the, okay. in, in the greater DFW area, which I help, I know you guys are interviewing, uh, Travis also, uh, we kind of co-lead a group of, of mission minded leaders in North Texas that, that, that come from, and then that group includes, you know, Asian it includes, there's a, a pretty kind of like in Houston where you're at, there's a, there's a, a growing multicultural and growing church planting emphasis in the DFW area. So with that group, we get to connect with, with church planters and, and pastors and, and, and leaders from a variety of different cultures. And that's a lot of fun. Right. Okay. But in my immediate context, it's, it's Hispanic and um, African refugees, African immigrants. Okay. Okay, fantastic. So you've been a pastor. How long have you been a pastor in general? I got ordained, I think, seven years ago now, seven or eight years ago. Okay. Through okay. And, you've, and you've been at Bethel the whole time, or is it? No, I was house? at Holy Cross, which is a sister church um, okay. in, in North Dallas. Um, okay. I was doing, I started there as a DCE. I was doing their youth ministry part-time. I was also helped form uh, one of the mission networks in it's called T2C2 um, that I'm no longer leading, but I helped form that uh, to start Hispanic ministries out of out of multiple churches. And then when Bethel wanted to to kind of do um, multicultural ministry, and then when they get that started, they brought me on as their missions pastor part time. Then their pastor retired two years ago, so I served as the interim. And then um, through the process, they they decided to keep me. I guess. Okay. So, so but I've been at okay. Bethel about six years. So, okay. Okay. Total. So that's kind of uh, just still in the same area as Holy Cross. You guys still connected? And, and, yeah. And such, yeah. 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 So. It's a sister church, okay. and you know. So. Yeah. Okay. Good deal. Good deal. Well, so when you look at um, your staff of Bethel, you you already talked about two vicars. Is it pretty much? 
you as the main pastor. Yeah, I'm the pastor. only pastor currently on staff. And okay. we have the two vicars. And then we have our, our emeritus pastor who who does help out with some of the hospital visits and things like that. And okay. occasionally preaches and that kind of stuff. But I'm really trying to elevate our our vicars to, to be involved since we're one Bethel. We're not, you know, three separate Bethels. So right, I, right. They, they help lead worship on occasion and, and do the liturgy. Our, our, our Hispanic pastor, Walker. English is a little bit better than than Jonas is, so he's he's actually preached in English a couple of times for me. Um, and we you know we, we do have a part time children's ministry person. We have a a couple that's leading the youth ministry right now that that have a background. He does in youth ministry. They're not we're not currently they're doing as volunteers, but we're eventually going to bring them on part time as well. Uh, we have you know music staff, so but it's it's mostly part time. Okay. That sounds like a lot of people there really working together and yeah, good team. Trying. Yeah. You're not a solo. You're not uh, flying solo there. Yeah. As far as, uh, trying to do everything yourself. So that's great. Well, when you look at, when you take a step back and you look at Bethel's ministry, uh, you're looking at the community. Um, how is it, or what is it that you see uh, strongly, like the Holy spirit doing there in Bethel and, you know, currently, and then, you know, what is, how is he filling you all with any kind of certain passion or do you sense him leading you in a certain direction for the future? I, I would love for our listening audience to know kind of your current yeah, I plans. Would say activities. What's mm -hmm. made Bethel unique um, is I, I feel like in, even in our own Lutheran church, that a lot of times our approach to, to multicultural ministry is to let other ethnic groups or language groups use space, but, kind of do their own thing. Okay. So I, I think God, the spirit has um, kind of led us to be integrated as much as we can. So like I said, the, the vicars are, are, are Bethel vicars. We do, uh, you know, two or three times a year, we'll do a multicultural service, multi-ethnic service. We're actually in the process right now. We've gone through some strategic planning. And one of the things we're going to do is uh, we kind of gone away from Sunday school um, to more of a children's church model and, and discipleship throughout the week. I've only realized, especially with our African immigrant group, is they have a ton of kids and a ton of teenagers, and they and just in their culture, they don't know what to do with them during church and things like that. And they have sometimes two and a half, three hour long services. So I'm working with their leaders to to develop what we're going to call a, like a discipleship hour, a faith formation hour. We're still putting it together, but we're going to have something for youth, children, and adults from like the twelve to one time frame, like right after our last English service and then before their services, the Spanish okay. and the African. So I think, you know, um, we've kind of been doing that under the umbrella of growing together as one and then one and then Umwe, which is one in, in uh, uh, Kenya Rwanda and uh, obviously Uno, which is you know one in Spanish. So we kind of, uh, we, we put our welcome wall at the, the and, and as you walk into the sanctuary, there's it's, it's welcome in all three languages. So we're really trying to be one Bethel. And all, okay. that includes our, our preschool too, which, um, you know, so we're doing a lot to, to engage them as our, our preschool families, uh, many who are not church at all. So uh, we do a program once a month where we do family chapel, where we invite, we do chapel at the end of the day, we do it at 430 and we invite the parents to come and we have songs and, and a little message for the parents and the kids. And it lasts about 35 minutes. And that's really been a big success. It's been a big, it's been really well engaged by our um our, our um, parents and grandparents of our of our, of our preschool kids. So, but I would say this trying to 
to to be one ministry with many different facets. Yeah, it's been bring it to how me. the Spirit has has led us. It's been our our what maybe what we're doing that's a little bit unique in the church body, but also our biggest challenge. So yeah, I, I think it's uh, much more difficult to, to try to be one when you're bringing in these different groups where. Right. It's a lot easier just to let the birds of a feather flock together, right? And let them do it on their own, all right. And but uh, I don't know that that's very biblical, and and also <laughs> yeah, right you know, we're is yeah. that you know, in my work with multicultural ministry, which I've been doing for about fifteen years now, is that the second and we have a lot of second generation Hispanics and third generation Hispanic families in our English service. So, and what we're finding is that the kids and the and and the grandkids and the second and third generation families aren't going to worship in Spanish or Kinyarwanda or the native language anyway, just like our, you know, yeah, we're not our, doing our German Lutheran ancestors didn't in German or, <laughs> or the Scandinavian languages. So if we can give them a positive experience in, 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 in being a part of the English church, yeah. um, when they're kids, they're 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 going to be more likely to stay either you know at Bethel or state church in some way. So, yeah, be a relevant relevant church for them today. Right? Yeah. That's so our, 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 we relaunched our our contemporary service, what we call our contemporary service, the gathering. It, it was not it wasn't doing well coming out of COVID. It just didn't have the right leadership. It didn't have the right flow. It just, just kind of just got stagnant. And we were we were wrestling. Do we just shut it down and go to a single service in English, or do we? relaunch it but our long-term vision for that service is to be a multi-ethnic english service so that and, okay. and to get um some of the music leaders and some uh, singers and other leaders from our african and hispanic communities especially as they get older into high school college young adults um okay. so that that's kind of our our long-term vision for that ministry and you're shooting for intergenerational as well yeah, multi-ethnic yep. yeah multi multicultural yeah. multi-generational yeah uh, you know you were talking about having your you know your service and then there'd be uh, like some other type of thing before the other ministries having their yeah. service and like what did that bridge i'm and you said something about the 12 to one o'clock hour and what popped in my mind was was uh, if you guys got to be serving food somehow? Yeah, I mean, we, we all eat, and then, so. again, we haven't launched it yet. We're going to launch it in October. Is kind of our our target for that. Um, we've got a couple of volunteers that have stepped up, and so they would help coordinate food with that. We're still working through the logistics of what that's going to look like. Is it a? Yeah, I, I would think that could be very fascinating where people yeah. could be bringing in their dishes or however, yeah. you know, you got the multi-ethnic food and people are trying that. And, you know, when all that stuff is put out there on as yeah. a smorgasbord or we did whatever, a, we did a, uh, we did a multi, multi-nation, uh, uh, I think it was either Pentecost or Trinity Sunday, uh, you know, uh, that where we had, you know, okay. a smorgasbord of food and people from all their ethnics and they, and our, our our vicars kind of led that, and they they even had people like say, "What is your country of origin, and what food are you representing?" So we had you know different European cool. countries represented, different Central and South American countries represented, different African countries. So it was a you know multi ethnic potluck. Now, so I don't know I don't know if it will be at that scale every week. That's a lot to to logistics. That would be right, right. But what we may do is get certain families to sponsor a, a, a nice a heavy snack, you know, uh -huh. each yeah. week or something like that. We're still, like I said, we're still working through yeah, the logistics yeah. of that. Well, but, food is one of those wonderful ways that God brings people together, right? Food. Yeah. And what we've uh -huh. found is, you know, our, 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 like the African group, 
they already meet at one. So if we could just get them to to or work work with them, and and then they they're very open to this is start an extra hour an hour earlier. So like go from like one to instead of one to like three thirty, which is kind of their normal time to. 12 to 2 30 but that first hour would be this discipleship faith formation time okay and then and then because they they don't have the resources to yet to, to really do a like a full-blown children's ministry during their service and things like that and they and it's not in their culture to do that so yeah, until they're right. older so yeah we're instead yeah. of getting frustrated by it we're trying to say yeah. how can we work together to to do that so well i'm gonna um i'd love to find out more about some of the big challenges that you're facing as well as some examples of some cool, um, you know, a story or two of some of the neatest joys that you've had. But before we do that, allow me to give this little commercial break. Um, and I want to tell our, thank our listening audience for tuning in to today's broadcast of Engaging Truth, which is part of the Evangelical Life Ministries. If you're watching this on YouTube, smash that like button and subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming broadcasts. Also, please know that this ministry is made possible by the generosity of people like you. If you'd like to donate, we would greatly appreciate it, and we will continue to uh, publish some engaging, relevant information on God's truth and how it engages the world. Uh, you can donate online through our website at elmhouston.org or send a check to ELM Post Office Box 568, Cypress, Texas, 77410. Your gift is tax deductible and you will be given a receipt. And finally, through our website, you can submit questions about our broadcast or even submit prayer requests. And we appreciate the, those both. And now let's resume our conversation with Chris Holder, pastor at Bethel Lutheran Church of the Texas District of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. So, Chris, you have been describing some phenomenal work uh, with multicultural ministry there in the Dallas area, and no doubt you have are facing some big challenges, uh, some of which you've already talked about, and uh, no doubt you've seen some amazing joys and celebrations. So I was wondering if you can tap into those, uh, spend a few minutes on each. We've only got, oh, maybe five minutes or so, yeah. but give us, give us uh, maybe one of the big challenges you would say you're facing. You know, I would say one of the the biggest the biggest challenge is just to get, you know, we've got four, and if you count our family chapel group or chapel of the school, five different worshiping communities, you know, traditional English, contemporary English, Spanish, Kenyarwanda, and then wow. something for the ELC families. So to get all five groups seeing themselves as part of one Bethel, you know, that, that mm -hmm. that's that that's always a challenge. You know, everybody's got different you know, uh, agendas and, and not a, necessarily yeah, a bad way, but different yeah. emphasis, different things that they want. Um, you know, anytime you got multiple groups using the same space, you got, well, this group didn't clean up or that group didn't do this. And so there's a lot of, of that, you know, so, um, that, that's why it's important that we, that we have leadership from the different groups on, on both our, our staff and our church council so that they, at least we have a, a, a mechanism to have some of those conversations, but that's been one of the biggest challenges. You know, another challenge is, is, is funding, you know, it, these emerging ministries aren't, aren't, you know, don't aren't self-supporting and we're blessed in Texas district to get, have access to some grants and some other, you know, uh, ways to, to do that. But it's still, you know, it's still, uh, it is, a, it is a commitment. So any church that wants to do multi, 
multi-ethnic ministry or start any kind of new ministry, you know, don't expect it to, to make you money for a while. You know, don't, don't expect it to be self-sufficient right away, but give it, but have that goal with them. So working with the leaders to, you know, uh, in a lot of ways, especially with these, these emerging groups, it's, it's helping them understand the way the American church works, but not forcing them to conform to be like white Germans either. So, yeah. So it's that, it's that dance, you know, like what, you know, so that reality of of being church uh proper in the in the world you know being right. the church in the world um it, it sounds like you've got you know what you're painting what's happening excuse me what's happening there yeah, i'm reminded of revelation and you know just the imagery uh that's found in the book of revelation of all Absolutely. these people of all these nations yeah. and all these languages and they're all worshiping god and so so what you've got going on is just a foretaste of the feast to come yeah and that's and, been probably well, that's cool. about what some of the big biggest blessings has been and when we've done these multicultural events like the the, the potluck and the and the worship services we're we're gonna have a big celebration in, in october when you are 70th anniversary we're gonna have all the groups together and leading musically and mike newman from the district president's gonna, our district president's gonna be there with us so those have been when we when we commissioned our our vicars you know that was a big when they started their their uh training and just you know so those kinds of things where you see um our youth ministry, when we, you know, last year when we went to youth gathering and this last summer when we've done our mission trips and we have kids from all three cultures representing our youth group, that's oh, been that's a cool. big win. That's been, it's been really cool to yeah. see them all learning, you know, and the point is that they, they all go to the same schools. They all, it's not, we overthink that as a church sometimes, like how can these groups ever interact? Well, they're on the same sports teams they're on the same you know in, in the same english classes or whatever and, you know, okay but but that that's gotcha. been you know the the joy to see um people uh you know the african group like when they became the lead pastor they started calling me they, they you know started calling me big papa and you know so it's kind of like <laughs> you know that so that that, that, that and good. also when, when other churches have reached out and said, you know, hey, we want to do what you're doing, or we want to learn more about the multi-ethnic ministry model where it's integrated. And so I've been a part of, you know, four or five different churches in, in different roles in the North Texas that have, have added a new ministry, either Hispanic or, or African. Mm-hmm. Um, so to kind of walk alongside and to see some of these ministries grow and kind of they see me as a champion of what they're doing. And even though I don't speak, in, I don't speak those languages and I'm a, I'm pretty white and pretty, you know, you know, that well, like, like last year when they, when they called me to be the lead pastor and, and, and people from all the different parts that make up Bethel came to that voters meeting and I wasn't there, but it, it was a, a pretty strong affirming of my work and yeah. i think it was like 95 percent voted for so there was a okay that's good the different groups that make up bethel that have very different interests and very different you know from from organ led to, to praise to you know worship in different languages they they all kind of united around the vision that god has get like the, the spirit has given us so that was very affirming and and a celebration all right. Well, Chris, thank you so very much for this. And uh, I'd love to have a 
short prayer with you. I love that longer prayer, but we only got a little time. So let me pray. Uh, Father in heaven, Lord, I thank you for Chris and ask that you continue to bless him and the wonderful people there at Bethel, the various ministries. uh, May they continue to be led by your spirit to be one congregation that rejoices in our one true God, you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And we pray this in Jesus' precious and powerful name. Amen. This is Pastor Jeff Doria with Engaging Truth. We look forward to you uh, tuning in again next week. Until then, may God bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine on you and be gracious to you. And may the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Thank you for listening to this broadcast of Engaging Truth. Be sure to join us each week at this time. To help support our ministry, contact Evangelical Life Ministries, Post Office Box 568, Cypress, Texas, 77410 or visit our website at elmhouston.org or find us on Facebook at Evangelical Life Ministries. Thank you.